That'd be a good name for a strip club. The Lizard Hole. <laughs> I feel like that should be a strip club in the Ventureverse. It should be. <laughs> we have some great strip clubs around here. We have Sammy's. Sammy's is a classic. And we have the Inferno, which is a really high class joint. Wow. You have to know. You have to wear like no full sleeve shirts there. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then we have Wesley's Booby Trap. And that- I shit you not, a tornado came through and our famous weatherman, James Spann, he's well known. You could look him up on Pinterest. That's how well known he is. Okay. He was trying to like give landmarks where the tornado was. And he said, currently the tornado is getting close to Highway 62. Right made that up but 62 and it's about to cross near wesley's booby trap (laughs) every person in the area was like yes he said wesley's booby trap that is amazing at this place you do not clap or applaud for the girls there are these nasty disgusting very questionable blocks of wood that you slam on the table to applaud the ladies. My husband went to a bachelor party there once. And he said it was one of the worst experiences of his life. I feel like we need a helper field trip. Yes. <laughs> to Wesley's booby trap. It is fantastic. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome out to this episode of the Venture Sisters. I am your host, Audrey Hartburn, and with me as always is my very well-endowed friend, Dolly Pardon. Say hi, Dolly. Howdy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So last episode, we talked about uh, transformations and changes, you know, because we're on the other side of 2021, Um, you know, new year, new everything. Uh, so, um, coming off of the last episode, we kind of want to go in and talk about some, some awkward phases, you know, because with, with changes comes, comes a little bit of awkwardness, um, a little bit of elbowiness trying to, to figure out how those changes are going to settle. Um, so we're going to talk about awkward phases with the characters and then share some of our own awkward, uh, stories. Um, I mean, honestly, I still think I'm awkward uh <laughs> i don't think Same. my awkward phase ever ended <laughs> no mine didn't either <laughs> right um and then of course you know we'll jump into wed bed behead at the end of the episode um so yeah it's uh it's gonna be fun um i'm pretty excited to uh <laughs> 
to talk about some of the, the awkward phases of some of the characters. Um, I know we're going to talk about Hank a lot because that poor, poor child was just born to be awkward. Um. <laughs> but he does it with no shame. At all. Yeah. At all. And I just, I love him for it. It's why Hank's one of my favorites. He is just unabashedly himself. Yeah. Always. Like 110% Hank is all you get all the time. And ain't nothing wrong with it. Still no venture news on whether or not we're going to see any more Venture Brothers or if HBO Max is going to pick up like the um, previous seasons of Adventure Brothers. For now, you can still catch everything on Hulu. We hope that stays the same. I hope it doesn't just disappear into like the internet and you can no longer find it streaming anywhere. Um, if that's the case, buy the DVDs. You should buy the DVDs yes. anyway so you can listen to the commentaries. Oh yeah, the commentaries are gold. The commentaries are where it's at. Commentaries are where you find out shit. Commentaries are where you find out shit like Doc Hammer's got a fucking band. Name of his band is Weep. I personally have not listened to them and I need to. Dolly has. Um, what do you have to say about the music? Their music, I mean, it's great music. It's not my cup of tea, but I mean, it's really good. I mean, they are a solid band. Yeah. What, okay. uh, what, what kind of music? Like what, what genre would you, you stick it in? Cause I, I literally have, um, I, I know nothing. Yeah. Doc said himself that they are not really in a genre. They don't really lock themselves into that. So yeah. they just kind of float around there. I mean, I would kind of describe them as a little bit rock, a little bit progressive. Yeah. It's okay. kind of like a mix match of a lot of different styles. So, I mean, they're almost like their own genre. Right. If that makes any sense. Okay. But it's with the same thing. If you listen to them, they have a very distinct sound. Gotcha. Um, so they've got a new album out, uh, just released um, at the beginning of the year. Uh, the name of that album is Too Much Nothing, if you want to check that out. Uh, some of their other album titles include uh, Never Ever. That was released in 2008. We've got Worn Thin. And then uh, self-titled in 2014. Um, so yeah, check them out. Seems like, uh, I mean, just sitting here looking at the website, it definitely seems like something that would be up my alley. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to check that out and we can talk about it next episode. Stick around. We're going to take a real quick break and then we'll come back and jump into the episode. Hi, honey. I'm home. I hope my sandwich is ready. Oh, your roots are showing, and you know how we feel about that. I'm Amber Gold, International OSI Super Spy. And ladies, let me tell you, it's harder than it looks. Stopping Sphinx in the Guild is easy, but keeping these naughty roots from peeking out is the real battle. Ventec and Dummy Corps are proud to introduce Boop, a new line of feminine health and beauty products for the super science-minded ladies on the go. Time for your hair treatment. One trip to the nozzle took my amazingly lush hair from dishwater to gold. Ah, that's much better. Now, 
That sandwich isn't gonna make itself, babe. Triangle cut, no crust, heavy mayo, and those little toothpicks with the colored plastic ends on them, blue only. Boop, hair dye. Because he's fantasizing about blondes anyway. Thanks to Boop, I can keep my man happy and my co-worker satisfied. Very satisfied. Found wherever abrasive chemicals are sold. Side effects may include tingling or burning sensation, loss of hair, scalp pain, rapid nasal hair growth, hallucination, spontaneous male lactation, and loss of life. Not for sale in Europe, Canada, Ungerland, or Taiwan. Products may contain orphans. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am ready to jump in to the thick of today's episode and uh, really talk about just how awkward things get in the Ventureverse. Um... Because, uh, yeah, we've got some pretty cringe, cringy moments there with some characters. Um, Hank, of course. Um, Doc gives us some really cringe moments, too. Um, St. Cloud. (laughs) Everyone's favorite to hate. Yes. He's like the fucking umbrage of the Ventureverse, man. Like. (laughs) Everybody hates St. Cloud. How can you not, though? How can I, you I don't not? know a single person that just says, I love St. Cloud. He's fantastic. I love to hate St. Cloud. Yes. I love how fantastically awful his character is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he is brilliantly written to be hateable. Oh, very much so. Very, very much yeah. so. Just everything about, like, oh, the way you talk is just gross. And, oh. Everything about your existence is just great. Eat the pennies, oh. eat the pennies, Billy. Eat the pennies. Oh. Um, and the way he says, "I made a little matchy short for Py." Oh my god! I know it's, it's so fucking creepy. And like, can I tell you, like, Spanakopita? I loathed him during that episode. Just because, like, every turn, it was like there he was. I'm like, you're not a part of this. not a part of this go away with your FOMO get out of here oh everything he did was just so gross yes yes love to hate St. Cloud Uh. (laughs) oh right right um man what are some other awkward characters Dean definitely yeah Dean I mean it's like whenever Dean hit an awkward phase he hit a really really awkward phase but not all of that was his fault like his dad threw him into a lot of that awkwardness too like I think Dean's was more true to life yeah I mean I think like if you look at like the average the adolescent growing up I think his is more realistic than Hank's. <laughs> Hank is very um I don't know. Hank lets his imagination run wild often. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> often. But then it gives us beautiful, beautiful characters like Enrique Matassa. Oh yeah. And Walter. Walter Melon. Uh <laughs> <laughs> And then and we the bat. It, oh, yeah. well, we have the bat, and then we have the jungle bat. Jungle which bat. I fucking love. Mm, right. 
him just getting absolutely just jacked up eating coffee beans not just <laughs> no we have to specify that these were like raw unprocessed straight off the fucking tree coffee oh. beans like this is not this shit makes you sick and fucks you up uh-huh yes it's, it's so great because he's just he's actually great at it i mean he's doing fantastic right he's, he, with he diarrhea the, the whole time <laughs> <laughs> and a boy with a sick tummy but i love it at the end whenever he just finally runs out of steam and he just collapses yes so perfect yes oh my goodness oh. Uh, one of my other favorite like hank i guess awkward moments is um the destiny suit like the whole time he's in the destiny suit and then when he finally comes out of it and like his body's all wink all limp and like Ooh. weak and smelly and just gross oh it's so sad and the way he looks at brock they took my destiny <laughs> man oh man it's best thing is that hank never really i mean he goes through awkward phases but he doesn't really get rid of them all the way because no. he he gets a band but then he still holds on to it he's yeah. the bat but he always returns to the bat right enrico I mean, matassa even comes back well i mean so. you talk about you know dean and like you know his awkwardness being like true to life i think hank's awkwardness is the most true to himself yes. you know and maybe that's why it comes across as a little less awkward um than dean sometimes i mean hank's just being hank good old hankinator like doing his hanky stuff um he's precious we all know how i feel about hank i oh, love yeah. me some hank Hank is absolutely adorable. <laughs> I love, and of course, Rusty. Oh, Rusty. Rusty <laughs> trying to get laid is the best. And season it, one, Rusty trying to get laid with that horrible wig <laughs> and him dressed up as the guy, the clown on the boy's lamp. Is it daddy why are you dressed like the guy on our lamp and then he's like i have another mission for you brock it's operation get me some right yeah. he's so oh, and the way he moves that cringy yes. way he moves dude doc spent so much time like he spent so much time trying to get laid um it, oh, poor doc man just because nobody nobody wanted to be nobody wanted to be with that because he was just so fucking desperate like yeah you doc hey, even even like whenever he has money and he should be desirable to someone he He's tries not. to get someone who has allegedly killed previous lovers he says, I want to be touched. I want to be touched by a woman. Well, and every time he tries to hook up with Sheila, 
Oh, like have he has he not gotten it through his head yet that she is just not at all interested? Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> and I mean, it's just like he's a pitiful little puppy that just keeps on coming back. So cringy. Like any interaction that he has with a female on the show, like um when uh molotov was babysitting in assassinating um the way he was with her um the way he was with dr quim um and then that was his fucking sister yeah um and then the the shenanigans he pulled you know at prom like it was one thing that he hired prostitutes to come to the prom like okay that's that's a step that we took and that's that's a thing that you did but then you take it a step further like you've already hired them and paid them like okay they're gonna sleep with you you don't have to like spike the punch and then turn them into you know crazy you know mutant fly people the next morning um like you could have just like made the money transaction had them show up at your kid's prom because that's a normal dad thing to do but i mean look who he had for role model like he just was doing what he thought dads did so True. you know we can't can't hold him against can't hold it against him that uh that much i guess um but i, I still i still don't understand the spiking the punch they were already there dude they were already gonna touch your dangle because you were paying them for it like <laughs> so bad right he just he is so full of cringe he thought that the best whorehouse in texas was a porno movie that which absolutely cracks me up yes and it's the fact that (laughs) they're under attack and he says i am this close to seeing dolly's goodness they can't they can't sing forever they can though and they will and that's what happens and nobody sees dolly's boobs no because she's classy she is she is she's a very classy lady (laughs) (laughs) i mean there are so many just totally cringy characters it's hard to keep track of but a dermot Right. Oh, Dermot's highly cringy, especially mm-hmm. thinking that he's a martial arts expert. Yeah. Well, and uh, his whole story, you know, it's, it's not even his fault, is cringy. Like he was raised by his grandma who made him believe that it's his mom and his sister is actually his mom. Like, um, yeah, and his dad is Doctor Venture. Ayo. Uh, <laughs> at least what's more cringy a, than that? At least it did give him a position with the OSI. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, but still, like, I don't know. I Dermot- do love that they based Dermot on a care on a person that they one of them actually knew some jackass that would go around the neighborhood with a bb gun 
I love that. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Another fun fact that you can only learn from, well, I mean, I guess looking it up on the internet, but it's more fun if you listen to the commentaries. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, hearing them tell it is absolutely <clears throat> hilarious because there's like a whole dad story that goes along with right. it. It's wonderful. <laughs> yes. For sure. Right. And then Al, I like Al's little, because he's willing to jump in on Hank's craziness he i mean he loves hank's madness and he will just jump right on board everybody comes to hank is one of my absolute favorite episodes like top three favorite episodes of the whole the whole entire series i just i just loves it and i love that he recognizes that it's cringy but as he's so bored he's like there's nothing else to do so i'm gonna do this Right, he just jumps headlong into, you know, into Hank's shenanigans. Um, but I think Al is just, he's just here for a good time, man. Yeah, He's just here to have fun. Um, he just wants to be a team player, you know. Uh, he gets back with, with Orpheus and they, they start the triad. They get up with uh, Jefferson, you know, get the band back together, do their thing um he's determined to have some fucking fun on halloween night he's like fuck this shit let's raise some people from the dead get this goddamn party started you know um so i mean does al i think al creates cringy moments i don't think that he intends to be cringy um you know he just creates moments that are like oh god why why are you doing that like maybe 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 we shouldn't do that yeah (laughs) And I mean, speaking of that little group, the Outrider to me is horribly cringy. Yeah. I mean, just the way he talks, the way he refers mm-hmm. to his wife as mommy. Mm-hmm. That's always that's always hit like a weird chord with me. I've always been like, ugh. And I mean, also, and she completely ignores him. Yeah. And it's, that's just that's so weird. And uh, his behavior to me is very cringy. So I guess we can't talk about like cringy, awkward moments or characters on the show without talking about like the cringiest, awkwardest, awfulest moment of them all. Pleasure toast. Oh, God. Yes. I I mean, the, like the way that I just, (laughs) but I've never his boys while he's doing it. Oops, oops, made a wrong turn. Right, give in to my toast, my pleasure toast, and then it like flops out of the fucking like oh, bit saliva covered fucking toaster, and it's all like floppy and like not bread. Um, Ooh. so oh, and I mean, I love yeah. it that you know that they've been like complaining about uh about everything being inappropriate and i said okay yeah that was inappropriate that was wrong that that was (laughs) that was the step too far for everyone (laughs) that was a bit much um no i definitely like closed my eyes at that part um and thankfully it's like right at the beginning of an episode so you can get past it pretty quickly but yeah um 
ew guys come on <laughs> jesus i know i'm not the only one that feels that way but oh that yeah. shit was just gross that shit, sorry i had to i really had to throw that in there like probably yeah. one of the worst moments of the show um <sighs> if i'm being honest pleasure toast could be its own character pleasure toast could totally like not not even like the guy like the the the, like the little flappy piece of like toast could be its own character god gross just right occasionally they just slither by that is in the back scenes right it looks like a brain just like flattened into like a slice of bread is what it looks like um Ooh. yeah so anyways <laughs> Jeez. yeah definitely had to throw that one in there and uh, also i mean molotov of all people had a cringe moment <laughs> when she's wearing her street clothes <laughs> what <laughs> is this outfit what was that the like what was her hair oh Even. yeah yeah, she had her hair like pompadoured up. Kind she of. Really into, God, what was that one show? Jersey Shore. Oh. Was she really into that? Like oh with the fucking tracksuit and shit. That tracksuit reminded me of like early 90s when they had like the satin yeah. tracksuits. Yes. I was like, ugh. Exactly. <laughs> like, what the hell is that? One hit. It makes sense, you know, her being Russian and being, you know, however many years behind on the fashion yes. and all of that shit. That that <laughs> super funny. Like definitely cringy, but super duper funny. Like cringe for the character, but hilarious for viewers. Like <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was priceless because all of it, she's so like hot and sexy all the time. And she even looked so it was cool. nice to see her like fall down once. Like yes and i can't help but no cringe a little bit with the moppets i mean it makes me cringe a little that sheila was associated with tim tom and kevin i know their little relationship got a little uh oh a little weird there yeah, for I mean, a bit um just the kind of way that they looked at her sometimes was a little much you know yeah very 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 awkward and it makes you kind of wonder what was the dynamic when it was just the three of them right she was lady off hair right so and yeah Muppets to <laughs> um well like when they move into the into the house like she's pulling the the bed into the bedroom for them to sleep at the foot of the bed right right so, um and then you know monarch puts his foot down and he's like that's not fucking happening um but like did so did the moppets sleep in the bedroom in the cocoon like i think that they got to sleep in the house yeah because she was saying that no that they were being teased by the other henchmen oh and, golly oh uh, oh and i was like no yeah. no no she you are being manipulated Right. How did she not see that? As smart as Sheila is, how did she just not see that those yeah. two were just pulling the wool all over her eyes, man? 
yeah that was that was a little bit weird i was like okay um right <laughs> they're horrible to the moppets man we should definitely do like a whole episode just about the moppets uh, they were <laughs> funny little funny little with a knife fucking knife <laughs> bigger one knife of my favorite. <laughs> One of my that's one of my favorite moments of theirs from the show, and then uh, God, what's the the one episode um, with the science camp? What is it? Oh, the buddy system. Buddy system. Yes. 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 Uh, and they're sent there to spy with the little uh, the one cap with like the the little whirly bird thingy on top of it. Loved it loved it it was great and it never brock just like takes the camera on top and like twist and says hey monarch (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i think doc really misses you yes that was so sweet of brock i know right i mean because he gets it he you know understands that like as much as the monarch is like i'm gonna fucking kill you He's never actually going to kill him. He's never actually going to like really hurt him. Like this is all just this is all just for funsies, man. Right. Because you know? if you actually kill him, then the game's over. <laughs> you know, you don't get to play anymore. So no, it's it's cute. I really do enjoy like the <laughs> the weird family dynamic that you get. Um between like doc and you know the monarch and uh brock and all of that like they are just some weird large extended family that you know has feuds sometimes Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) oh gosh that'd be great to kind of like replace your own family members hmm who would be the monarch in my family (laughs) oh man Um, I don't think my family's big enough to do that. <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> yeah, but funny. I don't know. Like, and there's some of them like Brock. Brock never went through an awkward phase. Maybe the mustache. Whenever like they grew out the mustaches. <laughs> that was a little bit awkward. But right. Yeah. Yeah, but right. otherwise, Brock and like Hunter, they're cool all the time. Yeah, they, they never, are pretty they cool. They never lose them. their cool. Yeah. No, they're you're not consistent. Wrong. Yeah. Very, very consistent. I can agree with that. Um, no, they're pretty, pretty steady, pretty hold fast. Um, you know, oh, we have to talk about hatred too. Poor hatred. Oh right like he's gone through a couple of really like awkward phases like it was really awkward when he first got there and was you know the bodyguard for uh for the venture family like him trying to uh kind of assert um you know the uniform and all of that shit and all the rules and like the the boys not really wanting to fall in line with that doc didn't really seem to have a lot to say about it um you know he seemed to want to go along with it and then you know he kind of finally you know falls into his role and you know was kind of hitting the stride on being you know bodyguard nanny mentor whatever 
you know, creepy uncle, um, (laughs) what have you. Uh, And then they get to New York and then Brock's back. And so they don't really need hatred for the protection. And so he's kind of putting on a little bit of weight. Nanny's not, you know, as physically active and he's kind of letting that kick himself in the self-esteem. And then there was the whole shit with the balloon at Macy's Day Parade. Um, yeah. I'm sad orangutan, that we're not gonna... Orangutan beats the ever-loving piss out of them. Right. I know. I'm really sad that we're not gonna get to, like, wrap up Hatred's story, you know, and yeah. and see that, that, that other awkward phase kind of come to an end and where he is on the other side of that. Um you know or if he even comes out of it like does does it just get worse um Mm. does he end up back with princess tiny feet like (laughs) oh and i really i hated who she ended up with yeah yeah i mean because he was also in the captain sunshine episode yeah um the scorpion car (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's a weird character. I don't like him. Right. But yeah, I mean, yeah, poor hatred. I mean, he just, I mean, he really just had like a consistent downhill track. And it was, it was very sad. Hank, you know, just all over the place, like Hank normally is. Dean, you know, kind of dad's favorite. And then yeah. he hit like his rebellious emo phase. Yeah. And then and then he, you know, got to New York. And then of course the nanobots hit. And then he becomes, you know, super smart. And then I mean, he's still you know, rebellious. He does not want to follow in his father's footsteps, but you know, he's still super science, super smart. But yeah, so I mean, I think Dean will be okay. But yeah. I would have loved to have seen where Hank ended up. Man, I know. The Hank question, I think, is the one that eats at me the most. More yeah. than more than the mom question. Yeah. For sure. Um, for sure. Because, I mean, Hank always... Uh, Hank always comes out on top. Like, even if, you know, things don't necessarily work out the way that he wants them to or whatever, he's just got such a positive mental attitude he's just so hank about all of it like yeah he always comes out on top and i really wanted to see how they were going to resolve this and i'm i'm kind of sad that we didn't get to see a resolution between the boys i'm i'm sad that we left them separate and not together like i'm really really sad that we had to end on that um because I don't think that that's how um, the guys really would have wanted the show to end. I really think that they would have wanted the show to end with the boys together because that's how the show started. You know? One thing that kind of gives me a little bit of hope is that when I finally did the HBO Max thing and I noticed as I was like scrolling through it that they hbo max did four episodes of adventure time and it kind of each episode highlighted a character after adventure time ended ah 
So I was like, okay, well, this is a glimmer of hope. They took a show that ended on Cartoon Network. Right. And then they went a little bit further with it. Right. So I'm just kind of like, I said, please, please do this for our show, please. Right. Cancers. That might be nice. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that gave me a little tiny shred of hope. Yeah. And I mean, they were very well done. Yeah. Because now my kid and I watched Adventure Time, you know, whenever she was little. So she kind of wanted to watch it just for old time's sake. Right. But yeah, so that's a small possibility. Fingers. Some some little shred of hope to grasp onto. (laughs) We'll take all we can get at this point. Yeah. Any tiny little glimmer of hope, you know, that we can find. Um, Mm. I'll jump on whatever bandwagon for that, uh, for sure. Um, Now I'm just... I know we talk about it a lot. I'm just sad that we didn't get to see the show wrap up. I'm saddest for the guys that they didn't like get to end their project the way that they wanted to. Not mm-hmm. necessarily that you know they had the end in sight or anything like that. It's just they weren't given any notice. They didn't you know know that it was going to be the end, so they weren't able to tie up ends or you know figure out how to get those last little bits of story line in there that you know that they wanted they've had this baby for years you know um it's definitely a huge part of of who they are and it's just a you know shame on you cartoon network and adult swim like Mm -hmm. it's it's just a huge injustice that they didn't get to to really finish something that they've put so much time and effort into and you can't say that it's been like you can't say that it's because the they were lacking audience size or they were lacking ratings or they were lacking views or it was because it took too long in between seasons and shit because i mean our viewer base is just as big if not larger than for you know rick and morty Mm -hmm. um and they wait just as long in between seasons um if not longer for some shit um we we're patient we're cool we know we've got to wait and when it gets here it's awesome and it's worth the wait like i don't know i don't like it meh that's just how i feel about it that's just how i feel about it but you know (laughs) i feel like we're gonna be like firefly fans over here just you know getting our hopes up every time somebody mentions a little bit of something but uh, we'll see yeah we'll see yeah fingers crossed for sure <laughs> um all right so we've talked about like some awkward phases for characters on the show um let's talk about some like awkward phases for us in our in our personal life you've got one of your minions is like reaching puberty age oh <sighs> that's got to be fun oh yeah yeah like right now she's I, I keep on wanting to say like emo like black nail polish black jeans combat boots all that stuff and 
but they have different names for it now yeah and she even she was trying to show me stuff she was describing it she said i like this look it's called pastel goth i was like what and i said show me an example of it i said look it up show me an example Mm -hmm. and it's basically harajuku and i said we've already done this i said we did this years ago right and and she said well it's ours now is it though is it i'm like yeah i'm like the whole like i said what's your this little look right here i said whatever you want to call it it's emo Mm -hmm. it's been done Mm -hmm. yeah but i'm not it's one of those things right now no especially with the hormones no growling and kicking in it's like trying to poke a bear with a short stick oh man not a good idea right that's funny (laughs) (sighs) i remember i remember my uh like weird emo goth phase like wanting to wear all black all the time and if it wasn't all black all the time then it was like i had this ridiculous pair of uh jeans that like had stupid wide legs stupid wide legs like wider than my foot um and then like big ass pockets all down the side and glitter these pants had a glitter (laughs) thread like sewn into them they were sparkly oh it sounds like they came from gilia's they came from hot topic ah totally came from hot topic um yeah, I would shop there and, uh, you know, Spencer's for like the ridiculous t-shirts and, you know, shit like that. Um, black, you know, lipstick, nail polish, all that shit. Don't do any of that shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine in um, middle school was skin tight jeans. Back then they had the zippers on the ankle because that's how tight they were. And heavy metal i was a total metal head i love that my mom would we would stay up and we'd watch the headbangers ball saturday (laughs) nights and my mom would take me to heavy metal concerts mainly because she wanted to see it she didn't want to look like a weird old woman at a concert that is amazing i mean i got to see some really good shows but like my thing was like the tight jeans converse and like Iron Maiden shirts, yeah, ACDC, <laughs> and like I like the speed metal too. So I mean like all kind of stuff. And then I would try to do the big hair because the big poofy hair crowns mm-hmm. with the T's and Aquanet to the heavens. That was big, but I could not do it right. So no. I just had like big T's, like heavy metal hair. I love it. Yeah. I hope that you have pictures. I do, but they are actually not here. They're in a storage unit. We're, we're yeah. gonna have to get a hold of those pictures, Dolly. Uh, <laughs> well, I say I think there's a few yearbooks that might have um, where you can see it a little bit. That's funny. But then I just I don't know. I kind of I kind of went plain for a while. Yeah. And then by the time I was in high school, I did like a 180, and I got all into Laura Ashley. So these floral dresses that went all the way to the fucking floor. And if I could get away with it, I would wear a damn hat. 
Wow. I mean, like very Victorian era looking. And I mean, I, I look back, I'm like, what the fuck? Because I mean, this, <laughs> is like, this, this is around the time when heavy metal was like phasing out yeah. and grunge was coming in. So <laughs> what else is wearing like flannel shirts and very right. Nirvana looking. And you and went I, floral and hats. <laughs> I'm wearing like fucking Victorian looking shit. And I'm like, what was wrong with you? <laughs> right. That's yeah, that, that was my little prissy look and I would wear like corduroy shorts with the tights under it and like the collared shirt very very preppy and proper wow and of wow. course now I mean I look you no know, I mean I wear hooded sweatshirts constantly and I think we and all leggings. I think we all eventually grow out of all of that shit and just end up in t-shirts and leggings <laughs> Yeah. Or hoodies and leggings. Like, I'm so glad that I can wear whatever I want to at my job for the most part. I don't, there's not a uniform that we have to stick to. There's not, you know, the the dress code is is pretty lenient. Like, you know, you can't wear booty shorts, of course, because you have to bend over. Oh, and people have come in. There's this one girl, she came in with her uh, pajama shorts on one day and you could, (laughs) uh, oh man, when she bent over, you could see all of her business and the parking lot wow. out back. Um, <laughs> wow. Way to send her home and be like, you either need to put some pants on or you need to go home. But yeah, you can pretty much just wear what you want to. Cause I mean, it's a, it's a big ass warehouse. You need to be comfortable. Like, yeah. you know, then you need to wear like tennis shoes and you know, you gotta be able to run around and do crazy shows. So yeah, that's evolved into me. Just, I just, I exist in leggings and t-shirts and awesome. sweatshirts. Um, like dressing up for me is putting on a pair of jeggings. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so like my last job, I mean, we almost like went to war with the higher ups because they said we could not wear sandals. Like our toes could not be exposed. And I'm like, these people can't even see our feet. What in the world? Man, uniform policies just baffle me sometimes. Like grocery stores and shit. Okay, Food Lion is one of them that kills me. When the pandemic and stuff first started, they kind of laxed on their uniform policy a bit. And they were letting their um, employees wear jeans. Um, All the other grocery stores around have been letting their employees wear jeans for a hot minute, by the way, because nobody fucking cares what kind of pants you have on when you're scanning my fucking groceries. Anyways, so like they let up and they were letting people wear jeans. And then like some months went by and things started to open back up again. And then they, you know, reversed their policy. And now you've got to wear like khaki pants or black pants again. Like you can't wear jeans anymore. Like it matters who cares just have pants on that's all i care about just have pants on and maybe not pajama pants like don't come to work in pajama pants not acceptable okay like even for my job i don't go to work in pajama pants just because it's the pants just because the same pants i sleep in doesn't mean they're pajama pants but (laughs) (laughs) but you know what i mean like don't come to work in your fucking cookie monsters superman winnie the pooh what the fuck ever pants like but just have pants on. I don't care if they're black or brown or tan or khaki or fucking blue jeans or if you're wearing white after Labor Day, just have pants on. 
Yeah, like our, that last one I had, it had to be business casual. You had to wear dress pants or a skirt. Uh, you had to look like, you know, professional. And I was like, you need to pay us more money so we can afford to look professional. See, and that's what people don't understand. Like it costs money to go out and buy a pair of khakis. And what if you don't have a pair of khakis? You got to wait for the first paycheck to get a pair of khakis. You know what I'm saying? Like, just get over it. As long as people are wearing pants, let yeah. them wear pants. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good motto. Let them wear pants. Let them wear pants. That's what I think about it. Anyways, I think we should take another break and then uh, wrap up the episode um, and call it a day. What do you think, Dolly? That sounds good to me. All right. It has been a day. <laughs> amen it has been already like we're a week and a half into 2021 and things have been ridiculous oh, anyways God. we'll take a break we'll come back well hello there are you a sidekick villain or henchman who is the victim of a super science accident due to no fault of your own Perhaps you find yourself recently and unfairly unemployed due to an unfortunate Brock Samsoning. Perhaps you've been adversely affected by global warming because you've been turned inside out and your skin is on the inside. Come down to the law offices of Tiny Attorney, sit a spell, have a glass of sweet tea, and we'll discuss your sorely afflicted condition. And together, we will get down to the bottom of your case like a possum rooting around in your trash can after a pig picking. We will climb the justice system like a kudzu choking a mighty oak. That's the law offices of Tiny Attorney, down on the bayou, next to the nuclear power station. Look for the big fella in the rocking chair with the little fella poking out of him. That's me, Tiny Atoiny. All right, guys, welcome back. We are getting ready to wrap up here. We hope you guys have enjoyed this episode about awkwardness and awkward phases. So we wanted to, you know, finish off today's episode with Wed Bed Behead. Um, today we're choosing from members of the triad. We've got Dr. Orpheus, our favorite next door neighbor. We've got the alchemist who looks just spiffy Rue in his Hawaiian shirts. And then of course, uh, Jefferson, our black yellow hunter and his, his blood eye. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I think, uh, I think it's a pretty good trio to to choose from from this week um and i have no idea what dolly's choices are this week because we didn't talk about it before we recorded so this is gonna be fun wild card <laughs> yolo ah. do it live <laughs> all right okay for my betting i would choose jefferson okay he looks like he's the most in fit. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like he's a very fit guy. Gotcha. It's like, yeah, I think he'd be a lot, lot of fun in the sack. Okay. Yeah. And also, I don't think he gets a lot of respect in the, in the group, you know, because he's not mad magic. He just has a little bit of magic. He is so, a little bit magic though. We yeah, figured a bit, a bit. <laughs> so yeah, I think that, no, I think he'd be very, very rewarding. Okay. And 
I would bet, I mean, behead Dr. Orpheus. What? I think trying to fight someone whose magic would be a pretty interesting fight. Okay, you're going for the challenge. It's not yeah. so much about disliking Orpheus. Yeah, more- oh, no, no, no. I love Dr. Orpheus because he reminds me of my favorite horror movie character or actor, Vincent Price. Right, right. Gives me to- total love for the character. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, it's just the challenge of going up against magic. So it's a respect thing. Yes, and then also he could just make me go poof. He could. There wouldn't be, yeah, there wouldn't be a messy, you know, funeral or anything because he would he would totally slay me <laughs> and <laughs> i would wed al yes yes because one he's an awesome guy and i would always have fun with him yeah and i think he would have like the most adorable cute tuxedo on <laughs> earth for the wedding and i mean who wouldn't want to spend every day with al true al and his adventures man yeah, I mean, you could spend the rest of your life with him and be happy. That's, you make a good point. You make a very good point. I, 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 I approve of all of your choices, Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I guess for me, uh, let's, because uh, I can't always just pick the same ones you pick. Uh, <laughs> um let's see let's uh definitely not gonna wed orpheus because he's obviously not good at marriage Mm-mm. um no um i could throw him a bone though like poor little guy see i'm yeah. afraid of like the so i'm afraid betting him would lead to wanting to behead him because i don't want like the cleanest but i mean that could be me just like you know making assumptions it could be the other way around he could be one of those like hit it and quit it like mm. i got mine and then he just ghosts uh for sure um could so be. yeah i'm gonna stick with that i'm gonna i'm gonna bed orpheus i'm gonna throw him a little bone you know you could have and, some nice uh, magic tricks he could <laughs> could very very well have some tricks saved for the bedroom mm-hmm. um i feel like he would totally like go the whole like rose petals and champagne and all the cheesy you know yeah. romantic shit yeah. definitely like he would put on a show yeah sure. um and you know work girl doesn't want a little bit of that um, yeah i think so, he'd be very romantic I'm here for it. So we're going to bed Orpheus. Um, we're going to, I guess I'm going to wed Jefferson and we're going to go on Blackula Hunter um, adventures. We're going to go kill vampires together. Oh, um, <laughs> that would be fun. Right. Right. Well, I mean, hers you know, matching blades. Yes. I do like knives and axes and, and things like that. Beast got me an axe for Christmas. I'm going to throw it at things. (laughs) Watch out. Don't come around here. I will hit you with my axe, but only one, like only, I only have one axe. I guess I need two axes. Like I need two coffee cups. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
so anyways yeah me and jackson or me and jefferson we're going on we're going on blackula hunting adventures together across the world either that or he's going out on adventures and i'm staying at home and um you know making sure the house stays taken care of um now i'm totally going to kick vampire ass with him yeah, it's way too tempting. Yeah, for sure. And I guess that leaves beheading Al. Oh, um, I know that kind of makes me sad. Um, I don't really want to behead Al. Al's so much fun. Um, can I just have like a can I can I have a poly relationship with Al and Jefferson? It's our show. I'm changing the rules. Fuck it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Have to behead Al. <laughs> no no so then i could just stay at home and have hank adventures with al while jefferson is off doing the thing there you go see it's my show changing the rules doing yep. what i want <laughs> i do what i want <laughs> <Ooh>. uh, <laughs> all right so we've reached the point of the episode where we get a little silly because it's getting late um and that is our cue to wrap it up uh thank you guys for joining us today i as always have been your host rg heartburn and with me has been dolly pardon say bye dolly bye dolly (laughs) (laughs) of course you know uh wouldn't be the end of the episode without trying again for go team venture see if we can get it maybe this time i doubt it all right ready one two three Go Go Team Venture! Venture. Yay, that's like the closest we've ever got! It is! Yay! We'll figure out that internet lag yet. I believe in us. (laughs) The Venture Sisters podcast is hosted, written, produced, and directed by Audrey Hartburn and Dolly Parton. Executive produced by Baron Beast Lamode and Bod Fillin. Edited by Conjectural Technologies. Music and graphics provided by Vaude Villain. Sound engineering by Brick Frog. The Venture Sisters podcast is a part of the Helper Network. Find us at anchor.fm forward slash hench for life. That's hench, the number four, life. Subscribe to us on Spotify or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast. Go Team Venture. I'm that person in the summertime, I'm always boiling hot, like, like super hot flashes. And, but in the wintertime, I'm always freezing cold. So it's just one extreme or the yeah. other. My husband says, you're like a reptile. You have no ability to maintain a consistent body temperature. Dolly, Dolly, are you a lizard person? I might be. trying to tell us? I might be. If if I blink really fast, you might be able to see my lizard eyes reveal. Yes. I might be part of that new world order. Mm. (laughs) Next episode, Dolly's a lizard person. (laughs) Yes.